Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Charlotte McGrath. Woo! Ooh, right? Right? Yeah. 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 Beautiful Charlotte's harmony. Here. Charlotte. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is, that's right, folks. It's our famous musical episode where we sing every single line of the podcast. Um, but before we get into that and this amazing episode, we have got some news. Uh, we have a Patreon. Bloop. Thank you. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast to check out all the tiers and rewards we have there. Uh, if you are a Patreon donor at the $25 or above level, uh, please check your email. We sent you a message about how to claim your shirt. Thank you so much for putting up with the delay, but we are finally able to make more of those. Uh, yeah. Also, if you're listening or if you're looking for a new place to listen to the show, can we suggest Rooster Teeth? Cock-a-doodle-doo. Yeah. These are bird noises, Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Sure. Cool. <laughs> cool. There we go. You're complicit in this. Rooster yeah, yeah. emailed us several times asking us to stop, and you've officially picked a side. I am. We're going to implicated. war. <laughs> go to Rooster Teeth. Yeah. I mean, well, whatever. You're an accomplice. I know yeah. You're an accomplice. Yeah. Yeah. You're considered armed and dangerous now, uh, because we have sent several threatening letters to uh, to Jordan Levin. <laughs> Uh, you can go to roosterteeth.com. You can download the app on your Roku television, your Amazon Fire Stick, your Xbox, or your mobile device. Check out a bunch of great shows that they have there, like Camp Betrayal, uh, and also a bunch of podcasts that they have there, like Good Morning from Hell, the Funhouse Podcast, and even better than those two, our show. Yay! Uh, yeah. Go check those out. Um, and without any further ado, let's get into the show. Hello. 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 No harmony, just unison. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always... These are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have... Armando Torres. Yay! Yay! Wait, no. Hold on a minute. <laughs> You're finished in this town. <laughs> no, Who wait, do I wait, shoot wait. first? Just shoot us both and get it yeah, over Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I've had enough of this charade. I'm fucking <laughs> I want to die. Okay, now I can't tell which one of us is the real I Nick. know, the, the <laughs> resemblance is uncanny. Hey, how do you feel about weed? Uh, I don't touch the stuff. Ah! Whoa! Oh! Oh! Oh, sorry, psych. Oh, <laughs> no! Fuck, oh, now I'm lost. Going. Now do Charlotte. Uh, okay, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm, I'm Charlotte McGrath. Classic. Which one do I shoot, even though there's <laughs> one? 
Uh, don't make it me. I have too much to live for. I've got a new song coming out. Uh, it by the time it's, this episode it's airs, now. it's already out. Yeah. Yeah. Spotify. Yeah. It's called "I Can I Won't" under Mom's Home, my new artist name. Go check it out. Thank, thank you for depriving me the the humility of p- plugging my song on two different podcasts recorded in the same day. What do you mean? <laughs> I just plugged my own song on my own, on your podcast, Armando. Oh yeah, I want to smoke some fucking weed. <laughs> and I uh, hate- and thank God. Oh, I hate how one note I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thank you, Charlotte, for joining us. Thank you so much. You're, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank you. It is the least I could do. No, thank you. Awesome. No, yes. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Okay, we eventually have to get... This is going to be a long episode. Okay. So we eventually have to get into it. Um, so, do you guys want a recap of what happened last week? Absolutely. I wouldn't Because I have such a small, tiny, stupid brain. So as we remember last week, Rudolf Steiner uh, edits a bunch of other philosophers' work and then gets like super into theosophy and then branches off to do like his own spinoff show called Anthroposophy and <laughs> as a result gets a speaking engagement at the Waldorf Astoria cigarette factory <laughs> where he then hits it out of the park, and they ask him to found the first Waldorf school, which we will then cover today. Any questions? I mean, uh, religions are like cigarettes. Fucking smoke them if you got them. And, and no filters. No, <laughs> absolutely not. And also, they kill millions of people throughout the history of time. True also. Wow. Uh, so... Let me get our sources out of the way really fast just because there are a ton of them. So, number one, and if you have a chance to watch this, highly recommend it. John Oliver's Last Week Tonight episode on charter schools. It's going to be important later. Uh, We have an article from the New York Times uh, and an article from The Cut called Measles for the 1%. We have the BBC reporting on uh, a uh, Oster report. It'll come up later. Uh, but also the BBC reporting on sensitivity training for Steiner schools as well as vaccination rates. We have all of this, the sources from last time. So we have the collected works of Rudolf Steiner as well as Rudolf Steiner and the Jewish Question, Racial and Ethnic <sighs> Evolution in Rudolf Steiner's Anthroposophy, and the Difference Between Occultism and uh, Nazism, all of those by P. Stoudemire, Peter Stoudemire. Uh, we have an article from The Atlantic, uh, called is this grade school a cult and do parents care uh, we then also have uh, reports on the green meadow waldorf school probe that'll come into play later Whoa. Uh, from yeah from lohud.com is one of them but it was also on local news as well uh, and we also have an article from the guardian um, regarding the current uh, education rates uh, essentially the like testing rates of Steiner schools in the UK. So all that said, I did talk to a number of people in our Facebook group that were raised or and either went to Waldorf school or were raised Steiner. Experiences vary. There are certain things that a lot of people have said that are common, uh, but I cannot talk about on this episode because we don't have a concrete source for it. It's because it's just what somebody said. I'll talk about and, it. 
<laughs> yeah. Observation is more important than facts. It's more Paige. important than anything. Um, mm-hmm. We don't want to get sued. And I also want to protect people's identities so they don't get sued mm. uh, because that could happen to you too. Um, so what we are covering today, we're sticking to things that we have articles and sources for. There are plenty of anti-Waldorf websites if you want to read some real horror story shit. And we're going to cover a few that went to court or made the news. Um, But just because we don't hit every single thing in this episode doesn't mean that there aren't people with some potentially horror stories. A lot of them from the 70s and 80s specifically. I also found out why Steiner was studying Christianity at one point because that was one of those things where it was like, wait, why is he doing this? Theosophy doesn't like this. No one likes this. Why is he doing it? Um, And it's because at the time he went like full tilt into fan fiction about angels. Like, whoa. (laughs) To a crazy degree. uh, And uh, Fritha, thank you. Uh, I will quote her occasionally she described uh steiner's lectures growing up like vogon poetry which i think is chef's kiss it's about the perfect description um but she sent me this whole like dissertation of like here's how he views angels and it makes no sense (laughs) like um he i'm not gonna bore you with it for too long but essentially he tries to marry the concept of angels in like a tiered system where it's like super angel, less super angel, and they have names to the tiers and it's a whole thing. Um, He also ties them to like specific elements, but then also tries to combine that with his threefold social plan, which we will get into in just a sec. And none of it matters because it's all just random shit a dude made up. And he didn't even believe in the Bible. So it's literally just complete fiction. (laughs) Like... Even if you believe in angels in the Bible, it doesn't even jive with that. It's just him making shit up. So whatever. But if you were curious at the very end of the episode yesterday when we talked about that, that's what he was up to. Just writing real weird stories about angels. Huh. Oh, that's so. sick. Yeah. My th- my, I have a threefold social plan. One, talk about yourself. Two, ask about their interests. Three, be drunk the whole time. that's better than his plan a hundred percent it would be better if you wrote like real life fan fiction you know what i mean (laughs) like that was part of your plan people do that (laughs) i know but that's what i'm saying that's that's his threefold plan step one talk about yourself step two ask them about themselves step three write a better story for them in your own journal and call it real life oh it's fan fiction about other people okay no, well, he I wrote mean, fan fiction about angels, but you can write fan about fiction angels. about anything. Yeah, I feel like if you're writing fan fiction about real people, it's always usually like talk about yourself, mm-hmm. put yourself in a story where you're having sex with them in a very unreasonable story scenario. Yeah. Three, put it on live journal. Mm. And like that's usually how it goes. Paige um, said into her microphone, looking off to the side, thinking about how particularly handsome Armando looked today. <laughs> no, I had to turn off Mission Impossible Fallout to come record this, so oh, I'm good. Good one. Charlotte, yeah, feeling good. uncomfortable, left the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day when someone does write weird fan fiction about me or the people I know and love. And oh, it's, it's just going to be. It's a thousand it's percent happened. happened. You seem awful confident, Mondo. Yeah. 
seem like you know he said shuffling a notebook to the side (laughs) making sure it was out of frame (laughs) also i am planning on posting the very end of my vampire fiction novel for patreon i just had a couple weeks where i was either a had covid and b was staying with my parents and i was like the only thing worse than me having to record this at all is having to record it in my parents house where they can hear it (laughs) oh yeah Paige wrote a vampire erotica novel and we've been reading it to our patreon subscribers that's killer oh yeah that's That's the name of the book no it's not it's not hey Don't lie to me ever nah, again. No, it's not. It's called <laughs> it's called I'm a suck you dry, a Paige Wesley <laughs> joint. <laughs> That's kind of more of a fun name. Anyway, uh so let's talk about uh Steiner's social threefolding cuz this is going to come into play. <laughs> let's talk about as we talk about schools. Me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things schools can be. Let's oh. talk about schools. Um so, this is the set of ideas that gets him that speaking engagement at Waldorf Astoria Cigarette Company. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's a social theory that there are three different spheres of society. Political, economic, and cultural. And they should be completely independent of each other at all times. And he's proposing this in the interwar period. So, after World War One, before World War Two, And... Essentially, the idea is that, A, it frees people up to be the most independent possible, but it's also the least empathetic. So, like, it's highly capitalist, but also social anarchist. Yeah. It's it's the most libertarian, if you want. It could also be really fucked up. Like, if you take a guy, for example, who really wanted to be in that cultural circle as maybe an artist or something, and you take him out of that and then force him into, I don't know, like a political fold, that could result in some pretty drastic changes to uh, the landscape of, I don't know, for example, like Germany or something. I have no idea what you're talking about, but, you know, I might in like two minutes. <laughs> so um, it's one of those things that like part of it sounds good. This idea that like everyone should be able to pursue the things they want to pursue and still be able to, you know, live fulfilling lives. But then it's also everyone should fight to the death for capitalism. Fuck yeah. And if you fail, it's because you didn't plan well as you were planning out your previous lives when you were a ghost before you were born. So there's no like there's no society at that point. It is fully personal gain. It's like the most selfish, selfish way that a society could be formed well, i would say page it's not my fucking fault you didn't print out a spiritual map quest before you left your home in the sky <laughs> well also i'm gonna say that we shouldn't be taking any advice from the dude that wrote quote white people lead a thinking life whereas black people leave an instinctive slash sexually charged life oh end quote oh <laughs> that's that's a real spicy quote. Oh, boy. I ma- it makes me feel boring Rudy. as a white person, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm a but sexual so- thinker. Yeah. I can't that's be put I in a box. That's why I wrote all those novels. <laughs> that's why I'm so into fan fiction. Uh, so all I'm saying is this dude is a racist asshole who's not very smart. We shouldn't listen to him. His plans were bad. Yeah. 
I just like feel like somebody like maybe a stranger runs into him on the street and it's just like, well, things didn't really work out for me. I'm kind of down on my luck. I don't have a lot of money. My wife left me. And then he says, he's like, well, maybe you picked the wrong path. And it's like, that's actually a pretty good point. And maybe it's not what you were meant to do. Okay. Yeah. And maybe you're in the wrong sort of area. Okay. Yeah. And maybe you're not white. Oh, wait, hold on. And maybe you didn't plan out your life well enough in your last life. You know, yeah, and then just like it slowly, just, not slowly, probably pretty Im- immediately, but he maybe makes like just a good point, the and then immediately yeah. like, yeah, just dive bombs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good to know that I'm only Mexican because I was running late. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty awesome. Um, but you could see why maybe the tobacco industry might love this, and specifically the Waldorf Astoria Cigarette Company, because. Why wouldn't you want a guy who's going to advocate that people work as hard as possible to talk to your factory workers? Because he's going to tell them that they need to get through this life to ascend to their next one. And so in doing so, they should work as hard as humanly possible to do their best to ascend. And honestly, this is where most root race theory leads. So even as Steiner was touring between the wars, lecturing on this type of social structure... There were other theosophists lecturing on variations of the same, and all with a vague word salad that could easily be spun into whatever somebody needed to hear. Specifically, that somebody might be an Austrian who was bad at painting, uh, but good at getting people riled up against the Jews, and now has a mystical occult reason to do so. Anyway. Hypothetically. I, yeah, hypothetically. Yeah. I can't think yeah. of a single person that matches that description. No, I don't, I, not I don't, at all. I just... I, I can't Forgive think of a single if... ball. I'm sorry, a single person that pissed that. <laughs> I mean, maybe <sighs> I'm speaking out of turn here. It, I, I don't know. It seems kind of up. It sounds like Hitler, right? Whoa! How wrong? dare you? Why would you I pull the Hitler card this soon? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Why would you bring up Hitler? I'm. Furious. I don't know. It sounded familiar. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh. boy. Uh, that ain't right. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's fully Hitler. Hitler ascribes to a lot of this, not just because of Steiner. A lot of of people who ascribe to theosophy and root race theory influenced many people in Hitler's orbit. Mm. But it's just it's all kind of the same stuff that's happening at the same time. It's just not great. Yeah, I'd like to take a second for everyone listening to just go ahead and say, uh, I don't know if you can hear this, but. Uh, Oh, that's, how could they not? That's the sound oh, of freedom. That's yeah. This is the this is the moment in the podcast where shit's about to get real fun. And so I want you wherever whatever you're doing, wherever you are, especially if you're listening to this while driving, I want you to just crack open the nearest alcoholic <laughs> beverage and just fucking pour it down your fucking gullet. Yeah. Again, especially yeah. if you're driving. Armando no. <laughs> It's a satire. No, no, no. Not if you're driving. However, if you're operating heavy machinery in a cigarette factory. Yeah. Go ahead. And you know what? Take some some pills. Take some fucking pills. Life doesn't last forever. And you'll have another one. And then another one after that. And a series of, you know, various Yeah, and if you play your cards right, you could be white in one of those. Oh, God. Oh man! Look, if somebody gives you shit for being drunk on the job, just tell them that this was in your path. You were always going to be drunk right now. Yeah, it's I not planned your fault. to be drunk on the job right now. Yeah, it's not your fault. You planned to be drunk right now. It's not your fault that some asshole scheduled you to come in right now. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't oh. tell me what to do. I'm going to be white. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. <laughs> going to be white. So this is the, like, soup that the first Waldorf school is born into. Uh, the first Waldorf school was created in 1921 specifically for the children of the cigarette factory workers. Oh, God. Like, at the factory. <laughs> Uh, because they were kind of creating what will become known as factory towns, which is not a great thing. Uh, it happens in America and overseas where the factory kind of creates housing and schools and it, it creates a system in which you can't really leave and it's not great for work-life balance. Anyway, so that's why the first one's created. Um, and Steiner honestly dies about four years later so like he doesn't even really get to see where this ends up uh but in 1928 shortly after his death uh the school branched out into the united states and part of the reason it's able to do that is because the guy from waldorf astoria who was funding it funds the expansion of the schools even after steiner's death um so we ran through a bunch of articles at the beginning. The one from The Cut uh, describes the Waldorf school experience as follows. Quote, free schools, homeschool collectives, schools boasting child-centered learning, mountain, backcountry, or farming schools. There are about 300 Waldorf and Waldorf-inspired institutions in the U.S. and more than 3,000 worldwide. Each offers an arts-based curriculum in which children are encouraged to play outdoors, use their imaginations, and think for themselves. In Waldorf schools, children become proficient at knitting and sewing, gardening, and painting. They learn how to juggle at young ages and bind books by the time they're teenagers. No one wastes a precious minute prepping or taking a standardized test because everyone on a Waldorf campus agrees that children are far more than brains to be filled unreflectively with meaningless facts and real learning happens when the body and the soul are engaged as well. Okay. This sounds pretty good in theory. It's one of those things yes. that like theoretically sounds pretty good, especially to me, the juggling part, I cannot tell you as an adult how many times juggling has come up in my everyday life. I actually learned to juggle in sixth grade. What? At, like, at school. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I did, I did not go to a Waldorf school. In PE, we had a circus unit, so I also learned a, to walk on stilts. A circus what? unit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was actually, it was probably my favorite. It was fucking rad. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. It's also, I, I don't know. I feel like the, a circus unit is one of the things they would have put in my school for the kids that they were like, all right, you're clearly not going to graduate and have a good future. You you need to prepare for your life on the road, traveling town to town and becoming an alcoholic. Circus unit is the battalion that loses the war. Yeah. <laughs> it's the circus unit. To be fair, I'm not good at juggling and I struggled heavily to mm -hmm. get it. And as an adult now, God, probably like 25 years later uh, or more, I can't do it. Like I have, I lost it. Uh, if you, it's like riding, I mean, I guess not like riding a bike because that comes back to you. Whatever the opposite of riding a bike is, is it's juggling like, it's, scarves uh, and shit. It's like riding a tiny unicycle on top of uh, a little tiny bar that sits above a lion, which is something else that you learned in your circus unit. Um, there was like a, like balancing, 
It was a whole thing. And the teacher at the time was obsessed with ABBA. So <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. So she would just like have a boombox, just like blaring ABBA as I'm like juggling scarves and then oh, walking on stilts. Paige, it's a very weird memory that came back. Paige, I hate to be the one to tell you this. That wasn't part of school. Somebody murdered your PE teacher and took over the class. <laughs> I mean, I just want you to imagine for a second trying to balance on stilts and just give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. And you're just like, what I don't, is happening? I don't have to imagine balancing on stilts. I'm six foot five and clumsy. I imagine that and it just replaced real memories that I had. <laughs> what this has done to this plasticity of my, my gray matter is, I think, irreparable. Oh, my God. It turned it into <sighs> rainbow scarf matter. <laughs> scarf matter uh, <laughs> well i i totally understand how it sounds great i do i really do uh especially because i was a weird art kid like my senior year of high school i took three periods of art in a row because i had already like i could have had like late arrival or early dismissal and instead i just took fuck tons of art and Nerd. like learned to edit videos and was bad at throwing pottery oh but, like, i take it back yeah like throwing i pottery. i get it yeah i was i want to try it again now as an adult uh like, like but i struggled pigeons? like throwing no, it oh, up no, and no, like, shooting on, it on with a, a gun because that's a wheel. cool oh okay yeah, no it was right, it was the course that she took to kind of like control her unbearable rage <laughs> well and it was it was like me and three other students who had decided to decided to do the same thing and they didn't have like advanced art. We just had like art one, art two. And so we would have been like art three and four. Mm -hmm. And so the teacher would just like make up shit for us to do. And one of them was around Christmas. He bought us all um, like uh, gingerbread houses uh -huh. and was like, I need you to disassemble these and reassemble them into a structure, but it cannot be the house on the box. I don't think you went to a real school. <laughs> he's he's thinking, he's like, I swear, I, please don't ask me what this teaches you. Please, please <laughs> well, don't press me it, on this. We had to like, some of us tried to like recreate buildings. There was one that did like somebody built, like the one we built looked like Snow White's house from uh, like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So we had to do stained glass windows and stuff. It was really cool. Um, but I mean, the other option was for me to just not be at school at all because I was 18 and I could drive. So like, you know, whatever. All this to say, I understand wanting your child to have a more artistic school experience, especially as that is rare in public schools in parts of our country and in general sometimes. So I get it. I understand why a parent would want this for their kid. But there's some problems here because they don't necessarily teach math and reading and writing. We'll get into it a little bit further later. That's literally the um, three, like the right. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. -uh. Mm -hmm. The three most important things are clown unit throwing pottery and art <laughs> four unit pottery art four and then i directed the school play um you know it honestly prepared me for exactly the life i have right now so <laughs> an out of work clown an out of work <laughs> clown um but 
if you only get to learn about art stuff and you're largely learning about arts and crafts, but not math, how are you going to calculate your tips for the waiting tables job you have to support your art <laughs> later in life? I'm just saying, I, yeah. as someone who's been there. I really do appreciate the way that the school structures themselves like... Um, it seems like every day is that day where your teacher shows up hungover and they just make up some stupid <laughs> bullshit for you to do while they nurse a, a headache like no other. Right. Um, now, to dive into how this works and how this can, quote unquote, be an actual school, mm-hmm. we have to talk a little bit about how schools work, both here and overseas. Uh, so I have to first provide some disclaimers and explanations first and foremost because of local laws around the world and even state to state in the u.s no two waldorf schools are exactly the same and we're going to cover a lot of commonalities that seem to be shared among nearly all of those schools and some things that they need to have in order to bear the waldorf name but there is a wild chasm of quality severity and overall steinerness between the schools um additionally Waldorf schools in the U.S. are very, very, very different from Waldorf schools overseas in ways that are, I will call them uniquely American. And that's not a good thing or a bad thing, but we'll get to it in just a bit. Mm, I don't know. Sounds pretty USA. good to me. Yeah. USA. USA. It, in some ways, we've prevented some things, but caused other things, if that makes sense. Like the, like the tragedy in Afghanistan? Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Exactly like that. You know how Americans do. I like the yeah. idea of like Americans, like early Americans resisting like just clear like different uh, like super racist and just like really out there like dangerous ideologies just by being like, ah, sounds kind of gay. <laughs> <laughs> and like that. The, I, the th- I wish that's what it was. <laughs> it's not. That's not how it happened. It's not how we accidentally thwarted them. I just like the idea of our shortcomings becoming our strengths. Because I could use a little optimism in this country. Did you say that they were super sexual? <laughs> Sounds pretty fucking gay to me, Doc. It's kind of gay. It's That's pretty gay. gay. Are we going to get away with having this as a through line joke on the episode? Or am I going to get a million emails? I can. I can get away with it. Yeah. I grant, you my, I grant you my aura of protection. Yeah, look, I have gay immunity now. That's amazing. Uh, It is shortcomings that do become our strengths in a weird way. Um, We'll go over it. But essentially, American bureaucracy makes it hard for Waldorf to thrive in the way that it does overseas, which is pretty fun. So uh, Waldorf schools overseas have also had a lot more time to be distinctly Waldorfy, even though that first school in America comes over in 1928. It did not take hold as fast as it did overseas. It was not wildly popular here. It took a long time for them to kind of get into it. Uh, And currently, of the three to 6,000 Waldorf or Waldorf-inspired schools on Earth, only 125 to 300 are in the U.S., And they are largely concentrated in liberal hubs. For example, I googled locally today and there are four within 20 miles of where we three sit. Fuck. Um, How many? Yeah. uh, Four that I found and three of them are less than 10 miles away from my house. Um, But there are some states that have none at all. Um, And that's changing due to some of 
our shortcomings slash strengths, but we'll get to that later. So what we have to kind of start with is what I'll call Waldorf School Classic so that we can kind of understand the changes that have happened with time. The New York Times describes it as follows. In a modern early educational Waldorf classroom, the emphasis remains on the arts, nature, and imagination. Students might spend time in forest school, rake leaves in the garden, or make sculptures from beeswax. They listen to stories but do no formal reading or writing training. In most early education classrooms, technology is discouraged, both at school and at home. In the words of one parent, uh, kids who have been in this rich life of story go to sleep with it and have it inform their dreams. Now. Sounds kind of gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, it, it sounds problematic from a measuring education and progress standpoint. Uh-huh. Um, I will also remark that these are primarily their early education schools. So this is preschool to about third grade is where most of this is. Um, Their classes, they don't track grades the same way. So um, their classes are mixed age. So it's like three and four-year-olds or five and six-year-olds. And there's usually about 18 to 20 kids per class. Primarily, they only get to use pastel or lighter colors, no black crayons. Uh, And students are occasionally sorted by their humors or moods, depending on the activity. (laughs) Um, I guess I'd be alone because no one's as fucking funny as me. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you agree? What? You know what? Me? Yeah. Why didn't either of you agree? I I never learned anything, so I can't really pick up on social cues Ah, and setups. Uh, I went to a, uh, in my dreams, I did a a pastel to fucking wonder. I, I don't yeah, know. I'm not. I'm only that? like loosely following what's happening here. Uh, it's it's because they don't want them to influence. They don't want like negative influence in their life, and so he's very tied to colors. Remember that he's like obsessed with Goethe's uh, color theory. Yeah, and so he's yeah. like controlling. They like control the colors that they see in their work during the day, and then eventually it, they kind of relax it a bit. But yeah, <laughs> they're only allowed to use white crayons, but you can't see anything. Yeah, because white crayons are the highest crayon. Yeah, in the crayon hierarchy. Yes, but unfortunately, um, so is white paper. Yeah, yeah, they're not even the tastiest crayon. What is brown? Yeah, what's the tastiest crayon? <laughs> really, brown. brown or green? Really? Yeah, I'll prove it to really? you. No, don't. Okay, don't. No, that's, no, just, that's, no, even, that's uh, worse. No. I'd rather you put a crown in your mouth than a whole vape okay yeah you look like a uh <laughs> miyazaki character with a really wide mouth yeah 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 that's just my wide fucking mouth <laughs> that... <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so in early childhood grades uh a class might have a teacher and an assistant in higher grades the teacher, and this is when it goes from like elementary school into like middle school or high school. So sometimes they have teachers that stay with their class from first through eighth grades. The reason is they want to have that relationship with the teacher deepen and form like personal bonds with the students in part because they believe that the, the student chooses the teacher before they enter this life cycle. That, no. 
And the reason that they stay with them for seven years uh, is because, according to Steiner, uh, he didn't believe that children were ready to read or write before the age of seven. By the way, a lot of kids do. <laughs> like yeah. most, to be honest. Um, he wants them to start learning language at that point, so after the age of seven. And he wants those language lessons informed by Eurythmy, which is like a dance language hybrid that he created. Oh, fuck yeah. Now I'm okay. back on board. It, yeah. It's defined as, quote, movement usually accompanied by piano in a big room. Um, and with a lot of movement comes sound and vowels. So they think it's very therapeutic for the students. So it's this kind of like dance and improvisational mm-hmm. sound bath kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, to make visible the tone and feeling of music and speech. I hear when they start learning cursive, it's just moonwalking. <laughs> <laughs> or breakdancing. Yeah. It's like she's really good at cursive. <laughs> what language is crumping? That's all caps. That's all caps. <laughs> That's all caps. Crumping is all caps. But they would never crump. Because they're no. racist. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Ah, fuck, I keep forgetting how racist they are. Oh, right. They're oh, racist. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot. Right, right, right. God, I keep forgetting the racism. Yeah, oh, that's a direct man. quote of me in any American history class. Oh, that's right. <laughs> ah, like a brain freeze. Like, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Along with this. It's a fun part of every history class is getting real into somebody and then being like, oh, doesn't see me as a person. Ooh. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Had a lot of slaves. Oh, cool. Great. Sick. Yeah. Awesome. Sick, 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 sick. Tight, 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 Teeth made of slave teeth. Ooh. I see you, George Washington. Yeah. What a rebrand, right? And George Washington had teeth made of wood and he couldn't lie. And it's like, all right, this guy sounds all right. This guy, yeah, this guy doesn't sound so bad. Actually, he had slave teeth and only lied. Yeah, and he well, was a fucking oh redhead. No. I had heard that. Yes, worst of all, mm-hmm. and tall. I don't know. Well, he couldn't have been that tall. This was like <laughs> way back in no, the day. No, he was like, like unseason, not unseasonably, un Europe, <laughs> un- <laughs> untimely, tall. Yeah, tall, tall for the time. I like tall beyond his years. Tall, <laughs> tall beyond unseason. It's summer. What are you doing? <laughs> You're awful tall for July. (laughs) Yeah. People see me all the time and they're like, oof, aren't you a little warm with all that? (laughs) How's the weather up there? Hot. (laughs) Typical for August. It's actually snowing. Now I need to know how tall George Washington was. Motherfucker was like seven feet tall. (laughs) I don't know that. He bald too. He fucking bald. He was six foot two. Okay, That's, calm yeah. it down. You said he. W- you said people weren't tall back then. That's giant. Everyone six else foot was two like, isn't even fucking tall now. Calm it down. It's like two Blaine Gibsons, one on top of exactly. the other. Exactly. <laughs> two three but foot did, one. But did men. he hoop? Like <laughs> three foot one. Men. Like Bin Laden, six five king. <laughs> oh, okay. Can we actually isolate that? <laughs> Just a couple of six five guys, Bin Laden and Pete Holmes. What what a one on one tournament that would be. <laughs> Pete fueled by the rage of the loss of his father and the nine eleven attacks, and Bin Laden a zombie from beyond the grave. Oh no no no! Uh, it's Pete Holmes. So he just got broken up with. 
on HBO's oh, Pete Crashing. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. For so he's fueled by sort it. of like yeah. a melancholy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're right. Yeah, Pete Davidson and Bin Laden would be That's a legendary matchup. Davidson. That's primetime Christmas Day <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see Pete oh. Holmes go for it and just go, L-U? <laughs> hey, do we need to play? Like, let's just sit and talk and podcast for four and a half hours at a the time. The gesture of Staten Island. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Ram Das? Oh my god! Oh, it's like he's in the room. Uh, so Steiner believed that people experience internal reincarnation every seven years, beginning with their physical birth and ending once they turn twenty-one. Uh, he believed that the human spirit is fully developed at age 21 um, and everything after that's kind of gravy into you just working on yourself. But that means that at Waldorf schools, the very, very traditional ones, certain subjects are taught at times that he thought best coincided with these physical changes. Um, and they call the students remaining with the same instructor for periods of seven years before changing. They call that looping. Like a science fiction movie. Yeah. That's that class where you go back in the past and you see that you're somehow Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? Am I correct? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But also Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, heavily in prosthetics because Bruce Willis wouldn't meet him halfway. No. Uh, He refused to wear anything on his face. And so the onus was on Joseph Gordon-Levitt to then look like Bruce Willis, which is awesome. Like, hey, listen, I'm not going to do anything to help you out. Not at all. No. I'm not even going (laughs) to slightly squint my eyes more. I'm not going to put on like so much as a toupee. No. Nope. Done with that shit. Loop this fuck face. (laughs) And then he leaves the trailer. (laughs) Just shows up throws out a body with a sign that says I have a time loop Uh, (laughs) now I'm thinking Bruce Willis actively putting on makeup and prosthetics to look further away from Joseph Joseph Gordon-Levitt like like a red wig and like bushy eyebrows and the entire time Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like oh come on man just every day a new set of changes he has to make (laughs) Joseph Gordon's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like I can't I can't see how it could get any worse. Like I got all this shit on my face. <laughs> I and like then... I like so much that you just corrected yourself. By the way, you called him and, Joseph oh, Gordon, just... and then you went. You know what? We're not close enough for that. <laughs> I don't think. I, can you call him Joseph Gordon? Can you do the first half of a hyphenate? I call him JG. JG JGL actually sounds pretty cool. I call him JG because we're so close. JG. Hmm. Yo, JG. Call him J.G. Levy. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, So if you had to guess, how much do you think that these private Waldorf schools cost? Oh, man. This is a bad question because I don't even know how much a normal private school would cost. Um, Let's put it this way. Do you think that this... Tuition for a year at the school costs more or less than your current vehicle, your car. Oof. If if Gilmore Girls has taught me anything, it probably costs around one dinner a week with your grandparents. Oh, that's actually kind of nice. Yeah, well, you haven't met my bitch grandparents. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Gilmore Girls. I, I'm going to say under. 
is, is the this price a, of a car. This is a year, a year, uh, it's one a year. year of tuition for one child. For my car, a year of tuition for one child for your car. Oh man, like the total cost or like a year of payments? Uh, a. Y- I feel like we're getting no, into the total weeds. cost. Yeah. Oh, okay. Total, total cost. cost. I'm going to say, say under. I'm going to say over for me. So, tuition can range anywhere from $8,000 to $40,000 a year. Whew, so, we're both right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're both right. You're both right. Yeah, eight to 40. Um, and the problem with that is uh, your kid's diploma might mean fuck all at the end of it. Let's get into it. So. For their higher education, their high schools, they cite a 98% college attendance rate for their graduates. Um, But the statistic is actually pretty misleading because not all Waldorf schools are accredited for all colleges and not all colleges require accredited diplomas, which means it's true that they might have all gone to colleges, but it doesn't give you any indication of what colleges or the kinds of colleges you'd be eligible once graduating from that school, which means that we have to talk a little bit specifically about private schools in America. So if you look up Waldorf's accreditation status, you'll find this statement. AWSNA is a recognized accrediting agency of the International Council of Advancing Independent School Accreditation and the National Council for Private School Accreditation authorized to accredit Waldorf schools. And if you're like, what's AWSNA? It stands for the Association of Waldorf Schools in North America. So they're doing their own oversight for some of this accreditation. It's impressive. Um, I like a school that can do it all. (laughs) Get you a school that can do both. Yep. Uh, Now, admittedly, they say that 75% of their schools seek dual or triple accreditation, but it depends on who is doing the accreditation. Also, some states, for example, California... Uh, considers approval and accreditation optional as far as operating a school, but state and Ivy League colleges do not consider it optional for acceptance. So you could operate a school that is either under accredited or not accredited in California as long as you meet certain requirements, but that could mean that graduating from that school doesn't provide you with credentials to go on to whatever your next step would be. This is not always a bad thing, uh, but it's often indicative of what are called for-profit schools. So like uh, like a lot of culinary schools are for-profit, um, a lot of trade schools are, and you usually end up with like a certificate or something, which is not necessarily the same as a bachelor's or whatever. It probably allows you to do one specific thing, but it's not usually transferable to other schools. So this is big news to me. And also, guess what? Fuck nuts. Introducing the Colt Podcast Elementary School. That's right. Send your kids to school so they can learn from the <laughs> the absolute worst people to teach your children. They can attend singing class taught by Paige Wesley and ditch school to smoke with Professor Torres. <laughs> well, when we get to charter schools in America in a little bit, hold on to that thought. Oh, awesome. So here's why accreditation is important. Uh, I went to private school, juggling, uh, and my school was accredited by multiple organizations, and my mom taught at my school, and so I called her today to find out kind of how that process works, because she's participated in the accreditation for the school that I went to multiple times. So the school that I went to is accredited under two different organizations, 
One of them was ACSI, which is the Association of Christian Schools International. But the other is WASC, the Western Association of Schools and Colleges, which is a state organization. So it's accredited both by a private organization, kind of like the one Waldorf has, but then also the state of California. So the private accreditation company, ACSI, does not grant diploma status. That's not their job. The state organization is the one that grants diploma status, which is why I went to a state school after I finished high school. So you need, in theory, probably a minimum of two accrediting organizations. Now, the private organization has standards for curriculum as well as lesson plans, uh, your actual campus your admin staff, the amenities that you have at your school, essentially their job is to A, make sure that you have an actual school that is teaching actual students, um, but they also have requirements for standardized testing, which a lot of Waldorf schools do not do a lot of standardized testing at all. But this requires it to prove that you are actually progressing your students grade to grade. And you have to show that progression over a period of five years. Now, the state board also reviews at the same time. So essentially, whenever you're going through the accreditation process and you're a private school, both that state organization and the private organization show up. The private organization is like, yes, you're teaching a whole school. (laughs) Like, this is a school. And the state only wants to look at your academics. So I went to a Christian school Uh, But because my Christian school was accredited by the state so that we could then go to state colleges and stuff after, we did not have Christian curriculum for some of the classes that are required for state schools later, which is why I learned about evolution in high school, even though I went to a Christian school, because it's it was a requirement for us to go on to other schools. Uh, Additionally, the state, uh, at least in California, the state requires that you link with a local university and you have to prove that you could produce students that are qualified to attend that university. So depending on what your university is that you're attached to, whatever's local to you, that could raise or lower the bar for what you have to produce at your school. In my school, it was UC Berkeley. So we had to meet the burden of being accepted to a UC even though we were a private school and not a public school, not part of the school district. It sounds super complicated. But all of this to say, this is why it's really important to kind of take these things into account when we look at a private school like a Waldorf school. Now, some Waldorf schools have accreditation through that same state board. It's typically their high schools so that their diplomas are considered valid for entrance into state schools. And there is oversight at least every five years. But if you are someone who is considering a Waldorf school for your child, this is absolutely necessary for you to ask. Otherwise, they could graduate and not be allowed to go to colleges or only be allowed to go to colleges that accept their diploma which could be other Waldorf colleges. That could be their only option. So keep that in mind. And again, like I said, some of them are accredited, but you absolutely have to ask uh, because it is not 100%. And that's in the US. The UK is completely different. 
So in the UK, the term public school, private school, state school are different. So uni, you're going to uni, uni. going to uni. They're not that different. They just pronounce them all fucked up. Yeah, like maths. Yeah. They say you want to go to the pub and that means the public school. Right. And you want a pint, and that's milk at lunch at the public school. Yeah. (laughs) It's a whole pint. (laughs) It's a whole pint of milk. Oh, my God. I'd be so sick. And instead of running the mile, they say, you're a real roadman, isn't it? Now, let's go for a kilo. (laughs) A kilo? Oh, man. Yeah. Do you know that that in Britain, I weigh a little over $300? Isn't that crazy? (laughs) So in the UK, as I understand it, and it is a little complicated as somebody who did not go there, public schools are perceived as some of the most exclusive and prestigious private schools in the UK. So like Eton College, Harrow School, Wellington College, most public schools are highly selective and most of them include boarding facilities for students as well. And that's really confusing because most people would assume that public schools are just the one the state provides but in this case because there's limited availability you're actively trying to get it's into those a, schools a public school with a boarding yes That's like uh, like dorms yeah crazy mm-hmm. eaton that um, is where james bond went yep were he mm-hmm. a real person yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> and not just a code name for everyone who takes on the mantle of 007 hell yeah so that's also where i went you went to Eaton? Eaton? Yeah, every single day of my he life. Just likes Eaton. Every day. <laughs> uh, this has been fun, but I got to get to Eaton. <laughs> <laughs> now, apart from those public schools, they also have private schools and independent schools. Now, independent schools are overseen by a board of governors or trustees that then have to report to the state. So it's kind of like our version of private schools is uh, like accredited private schools are independent schools. Private schools are actually run by the owners and they're incredibly selective, but that means that they have total control. So that's kind of what's going on. So even though there's government funded schools that are state schools at the university level, that's still kind of desirable. It's very, it's different. Um, But the one thing to remember is that private schools which are you know the ones privately owned don't have the same requirements as the other schools and exams control the entry into colleges so as long as they pass those exams they could still potentially go to schools so that just means that there's a lot less oversight directly the way that the U.S. is now you're probably thinking that's awesome go U.S. you have a better system not quite, and I'll get into it. I wasn't it. thinking that at all. I was, but Good. just in general. That's my baseline <laughs> right. thinking. Way to go, America. Yeah. Woohoo! Now, here's the difference. In the UK, because nearly all of the Waldorf schools are private, they also come with a very high price tag. They're perceived as posh and elite, and most of the parents choosing to send their children there are doing so deliberately. But even so, they may not know exactly what they're signing up for. Many of the schools downplay Steiner's influence into their schools while still ascribing to anthroposophy. And when questions of his racism come up, they either downplay or spin his involvement. For example, 
the BBC actually did a report on what was going on at Steiner schools and cited a number of instances where they had found some problematic uh, practices. So the SWSF, which is the Steiner Waldorf School Foundation, that's UK based, uh, they've said that while the superficial reading of a handful of Steiner's voluminous extensive lectures presents statements that appear racist in modern terms, Mm. none of these occur in his educational writings. I want to be clear. It's not like we're interpreting it as racist. It is very racist. Yeah. Deliberately well, so. Well, in modern terms. It's what a defense. <laughs> in, I yeah. know. Well, see, in, you're actually the racist. You brought racism to the table. Yeah. In yeah. modern terms, yeah. it's racist because now we use words like racism. But back then, it was just called right. normal. <laughs> yeah, back then, it was just called German. Yeah. So. What you call racism, we called the natural order of things. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. We called it natural sciences, air quotes. Yeah, we called it Sprike and Zedonich. Yeah. Believe science, okay? Yeah. Right? Aren't you always Mm -hmm. saying that? Yeah, Paige. (laughs) Believe science. Paige, I didn't. Is that where we're going? Is that we're growing against I do believe science. Did you almost call her bitch? No, I, I didn't. Uh, we're not close like that. We're not close <laughs> like that. You're totally, it's fine. Bitch, stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bitch. Okay, bitch. I can't say it. I don't. I don't have bitch immunity. You don't have bitch immunity. Why you want? Now. Why you want my Tumblr? Why you want my Insta? Why you want my socials? Bitch, bitch. <laughs> okay, so, um, but. Though those statements may have been made in the past, there are some troubling things that have happened closer to the present. For example, the BBC reported on a diversity training day that had to happen at a private Steiner school because four white teachers, Mm. when asked on a survey to note their ethnicity, ticked every possible box because they believed that they had ascended through the ranks to become white. Oh, Boy, that's actually pretty kick-ass, though. <laughs> like, that's... as con- Their logic is so stupid, but also, like... <laughs> I love the way that they were stupid. It's... I. It was one of those things where I was like, you kooky white people, but also that you should have that diversity training. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's essential. Um... I'm not yeah. saying that their idea was great, but I'm just saying that every so often you watch somebody be one of the stupidest people oh, you've ever witnessed in your yeah. entire life. <laughs> just so breathtakingly dense that you have to stand there and just kind of respect the audacity. Just be like, wow, that should have taken so much effort. You went through so many yeah. like checks and balances yeah. that exist naturally in the human mind, right? And that, which you supposedly have the most evolved version of. Uh, mm-hmm. And you said, "Fuck it." Yeah. No, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. This actually makes a lot of sense to me, and I don't think Fuck it's it. gonna be a pro. Fuck it. <laughs> Check the boxes. Fuck it, right? They actually call them proper fuck it. They also they actually call them line the boxes. Yeah. They didn't have a box for XX, so I checked them all. The only common ground we have is the separate part that just asks if you're. Latino. Yeah. That's the which, one. Is di- which is different. <laughs> which is so stupid because I have to check a box that says, yes, I am Latino. And then they're like, all right, cool. Now, what are you? And then they don't include it again. 
<laughs> so I'm just forced. Right, but like, what are you? I don't, oh, fuck. It's always such a weird question. There has to be a reason that they ask it, but it's just, it's so weird to be singled out immediately and then completely forgotten. <laughs> I don't know why they do that. I have no idea. It makes no sense. I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I, I hope you know. guys don't think I'm agreeing with this. It's just the same level of stupidity as like somebody getting locked inside of their car, uh, where it's just like you, there's you. That's so dumb. You're so dumb. You have the keys. Yeah. No, you don't understand. I left the keys outside of the car. Oh, you dense piece of shit. Oh. Do you know how many I cars my I keys had to in live my pocket? <laughs> Do you know how many keys? Do you know how many cars I had to live through to ascend to getting locked inside of this one? <laughs> I used to be in a Honda. Now, blah 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 blah. Yeah, BMW. Yeah. Can you give us your? I started in a Geo Metro, <laughs> and then I've worked my way up to Honda, and someday it will be Volkswagen, the car of the yeah. people. One day you I'm going to write your make. Hitler. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you have to write in your make and model for like insurance. You write all. Yeah. All, all, <laughs> every, all cars. I've ascended through every yeah, car. But then Pastel. they ask you, is your Toyota Hispanic or Latino? <laughs> <laughs> and then they just honk the horn to check, and it's like, <laughs> and you're just like, well, yeah, well, it is a Chevy Nova. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so that's not it, because. UK inspectors found that three of the UK's four Steiner state schools, so these are the high-level ones, were, quote, inadequate. And they cited concerns believed to be surrounding, like, safeguarding is what they've called it. Mm. Um, Safeguarding, bullying, and lack of support for children with special educational needs. Um, Safeguarding usually means that your children's general welfare is at stake. So either they're not supervised properly or the grounds are unsafe in some way. But I want to kind of hone in on the one uh, with the lack of support for children for education with educational needs. I found uh, a number of quotes, even from parents of children who had graduated from Steiner schools, that specifically highlight this, where they're like, it does not necessarily work if you have someone, a, a child with special needs, but they're not going to tell you that. So, like, you'll enroll your kid and it's not going to work out. Like, if your kid is dyslexic, they're not going to do anything to help you with it, essentially. Um, I don't think this is working. Well, that's fine. You've only got six more years in this loop. <laughs> yeah. Well, but also, it's, no it's your job to work through it, you know? And especially if you're spending a lot more time on arts and crafts or things that might not depend on that reading, it might go unnoticed longer. So learning disabilities might go undiagnosed for a longer period of time. So you're saying they're, they're real Ben uh, Bruce Willis is about the situation. Yeah. They're being real Bruce Willis. (laughs) I refuse to meet you halfway through and every day I'm going to make this more (laughs) and more difficult for you. And you won't even Uh, know there's a problem until after the fact. Yeah. Yep. When someone tells you I could have done something to help you. <laughs> yeah. So you're in a press kit, a press junket, and they say, how do you feel about Bruce not doing anything for you? And you're just forced to go, what? What the hell? Yeah. JG's upset. Yeah. <laughs> did I tell you? This is just a small aside. Did I tell you guys that uh, when I was in Vegas taping that thing, 
my brother came to see the show and then he texted me afterwards and said hey hey bro i got tickets to go see little john do you want to go and he spelled he spelled little as the full word and john as j-o-h-n so double wrong (laughs) (laughs) and you're like the one from robin hood like maybe (laughs) yeah actually i guess so didn't know he was a real guy (laughs) it's pretty kick-ass actually yeah and then i show up and it's little john and i'm very disappointed this is this is the sound i make when i steal from the rich to give to the poor (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah what okay okay Okay. My husband's gonna be like, "Why were you doing Little John impressions at the top?" Of Why the weren't line? you doing Little John impressions? <laughs> so, there seems to be some debate as to whether Waldorf Steiner schools are religious schools. Now, I would kind of argue that they are. They function on a belief system. They are private. They don't teach the same way that public schools do. I would qualify them as religious. But they don't. They don't consider themselves a religious school. And so parents are often presented with the idea that it's just a secular, liberal, mystic, utopia, wilderness school. And that that's what's going on there. And they don't know about the curriculum based on anthroposophy. Now, to be clear, to be a specifically Waldorf-sanctioned school anthroposophy has to be at the core of your curriculum. Do they have to do some things to meet state requirements in the United States? Absolutely. But anthroposophy is still there. So that means when things go wrong, sometimes parents aren't fully aware of why it's happening in the first place. And if they knew the belief system behind it, they might understand. But this is by design because when Steiner founded the schools, he basically told people that he didn't want to indoctrinate students, but rather wanted their teachers to embody the principles of anthroposophy and lead by example. But he's put them in a situation where their whole lives are shaped by the way school works. So it's indoctrinating them no matter what into whatever the version of anthroposophy seems to exist at that particular school. So, it's not just a UK problem. The US has problems too. We've had reports of sexual abuse, specifically from the Green Meadow Waldorf Private School in Chestnut Ridge, New York. But, most notably, in 1979, the New York Times ran an article called Psychic Ex-Students Influence Shakes Waldorf School. And essentially what happened is... One student yes-anded his way into claiming that he had paranormal powers and could, could, and could converse with spirits. Mm. And multiple teachers, including the headmaster and his assistant and a high school principal, accepted his story and began using him as a clairvoyant where they would ask him how the school should be run so that he could contact his spiritual contacts turning to them for like supernatural decisions yeah. and mm-hmm. the only reason this stopped is because some of the teachers were like this sounds like bullshit and so they reported it and when word of this got out parents freaked out because they didn't know that that was even a possibility because who would even think that's a possibility if you knew about Rudolf Steiner and anthroposophy maybe you'd be like yeah I weird shit like that could happen But because they don't know and it's kind of been like cloak and daggered away from them, 
this kind of shit happened and they were fully unprepared for it. It's like fucking <laughs> Snowpiercer. He won high school. This is okay. This is not on the same level, but at my school, they did this thing uh, where it, it was called the California exit exam. And it's a, a test that you have to take. Uh, I believe it's your sophomore year so that you, you have to pass this test in order to graduate from high school. Like you have to prove that you've learned a certain amount of math so that you are legally allowed to leave this high school as a graduate. Uh, and it was so important that our teachers would make us a deal where it was like, if you scored a certain percent on that test, they would give you something. And most teachers would make a deal where they would just subtract your lowest test score from your grade. And I realized that finals count as a test. So after I scored like a really high percentage on the California exit exam, or maybe it was a standardized test. I can't remember what it was. Uh, I would just use that every single semester or every single year to just strike my finals from the record. I would purposefully tank it and just get uh, as close to a 0% as I could because finals are always worth like 50% of your fucking grade or something. Strike that from the record, you just get an A. It doesn't matter what you get. As long as you pass every test, you don't even have to do homework. It's not the same level as winning, but if you can con the system, fuck yeah, do that. This kid conned the system and told everyone he was a psychic and got a principal to be like, yeah, that tracks. That rules. Uh, See, I'm the perfect cog wheel. I'm very good. I standardize tests very well, so I just let them run me through the system, and then I just come out the other end of the wash, uh, and they're like, here's the diploma. I, there were mm-hmm. you could do have a certain grade point average I think and do well enough on previous things that you didn't have to take finals. That's what I'm yeah. saying. And that never uh, computed with me, and I took almost every final. Oh, that's so dumb. I never tried enough to avoid it. I took mine anyway because I needed. I was trying to gain college credit so that when I got to college, I didn't have to take stuff. Didn't know but that all was an the option. things that I. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> All the things that I was good enough at to gain college credit so that I didn't have to take it in college uh, were the things that were going to be required for my major anyway. So I still had to take yeah. them. It like didn't work out. Uh, what I really needed to do was be like fucking rocket shit at chemistry or something and i'm just not that was Um, my entire school my entire high school career was uh figuring out ways to do less work than i needed to do which honestly is probably why you didn't get a great education or i I feel like i did pretty fucking great i'm blaming this on you i feel like i'm doing fine that's a win yeah chalk that up chalk this up as a win now i do my own taxes and that's that's definitely great taxes are all just that same shit that's true uh, so <laughs> I just, I have to do mine still. Oh my God. Charlotte. <sighs> well, did you apply for the extension or they just, they just, I it learned a couple years ago. They just do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did you know that if yeah. you scored high Not enough good. on your exit exam, you don't you legally, they strike your taxes from the record. Do you, yeah. Oh, do you know amazing. if you spend enough on your credit card, you legally don't have to pay it. That's what I've heard. That's, that's, that's real. Too, if, if you let it sit for a certain amount of time, you don't have to. Oh, wait, yeah, I don't know if like this is. one number somewhere, some abstract like credit score just goes down. But otherwise, you're fine. Like, debtors will well, come in the even... night and take your car, but. Oh, okay. I see After... what's happening. Well, if it's, if it's under a certain point, they can't sue you over it because it'll cost them more to sue mm-hmm. you. And then 
after a certain time period, you could still pay it if you want to. It looks good that you do. Um, but it falls off your credit uh, after a certain point. So This like, is more of the fucking Bible shit where I can't tell if this is real or I not. I don't know. I, I, have no idea what, okay. I have no idea what this I'm is. S- I thought I was doing a bit. I'm so I, bad with credit because I just I had been raised to never use credit because my mom was afraid I would go into debt. So I was just like, I can't pay for it if I don't have the cash to pay for it. So I pay for everything in cash. That's And then I... That's a good way to be, except that you yeah. Need until credit. you start going to places and you're like, I want to live here. They're like, you need a credit, you need a credit score, and I'm like, look at my bank. I can pay for the stuff. I can give you all of yep. the money now. And they're like, it doesn't matter, man. Great how did you system. How did you so score cool. on your California exit exam? That's really all that matters here. <laughs> they're like, how'd you do on your finals? Uh, <laughs> oh. oh I, uh, th- I, this is totally separate, but I did think of it earlier when you brought up evolution. Uh, mm-hmm. Fun little aside. I- <laughs> what, what do you think I'm going to say, Armando, that I don't believe in it? I don't know what you're going to say. I just regretted <laughs> taking a drink of water right when you started a sentence. <laughs> I had a physics teacher in my public high school who was a young earth creationist. Oh, boy. A science teacher, uh, and uh, well, physics though, not by. Bi- that's the well, thing. He was not a biologist, but also, yeah. I think it's the principle of the thing that you have a a, a science teacher who's like, well, I mean, the well, it's like nurses who don't get vaccinated. Old. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, uh, yeah, mean girl, the nurse mm-hmm. pipeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To anti-vaxxer. Well, yeah, they're they uh, they know more. They work in the in the hospital. I was talking to somebody about this, and she was like, you do intake forms. <laughs> you do <Yeah>. not know <laughs> about <laughs> epidemiology oh. or immunizations or any of it. And it's like, well, no, mm. I think I, I trust my science. Yeah. Well, and here's what's crazy. If you if you didn't grow up in a Christian school taking science classes that would cover both evolution and uh, intelligent design slash creationism, there are so many different versions of creationism. It is really a choose your own adventure. There are even some that's like, yes, I am a creationist. I believe God used evolution. <laughs> and I'm just like, that seems most reasonable, <laughs> to be honest. Um, anyway, so here's where things get dicey with this whole scenario. Because up till now, we've been talking about private schools, which is where People are paying to send their children to a school that has some oversight by the government or not in the case of overseas. Now, in America, Waldorf schools aren't exclusively private. In many cases, there are Waldorf-inspired schools, which is kind of a watered-down version uh, because they can't completely conform to anthroposophy because they are charter schools. Now, charter schools are a whole thing. Because typically they're run by nonprofits, but they can be managed by education management companies that are for profit. So you may have a Waldorf school run by a nonprofit Waldorf organization, but then also managed by a for profit Waldorf organization. And that is part of the issue. But anyone can start a charter school. For example, uh, there is a charter school, and I want to make sure I get the name right. Pardon me for a moment. Did I made sure to take it down. Kids still get cigarettes? Uh, no, not at this <sighs> they one. They do at most cool schools. 
Yeah. Uh, so there is. <laughs> Got to take the a bus to cool school. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one is probably that cool school because it's called the Slam Academy. Oh, what? Um, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck. Slam Academy. Come on and, it and is learn. Fa- <laughs> and yeah. welcome to the Slam. Yep. Uh, it's founded by a man named Armando Christian Perez. Oh, I wanted him to uh, be named as known... Armando Slam. Well, he's more commonly known by the name Pitbull. Yeah, yeah Pitbull! Dale! I, Mr. Worldwide! I knew it. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. This is what I'm fucking talking We're gonna about. We're going to learn geography with Mr. Worldwide. In the last episode, I was telling you about how I can never be the most famous Armando because they're always very surprising, and then they pop up, and you're like, <laughs> fucking Pitbull? Really? Wait, is this real Look Pitbull? This, this is Pitbull. Pitbull? Yes. This is I thought this Pitbull. was a different guy who went by the Namaker Pitbull. <laughs> nope. Okay. Nope. Pit- <laughs> Pitbull funded a charter school that actually does pretty well. Um, yeah, it now, fucking slaps. As I mentioned, yeah, it fucking slaps. Uh, any, literally anyone could start a charter school. It does take like a 400 page application and a number of things. And there's oversight into like, you need a building and stuff. But it's not always overseen as stringently as it should be. Um, But an example of a good charter school situation is the KIPP charter schools, where they're lottery based and they're not based on your educational record at all, but it's all the students fall below the poverty line. Um, And essentially it takes them out of a public school situation where they may not be getting the help they need, but they could never afford to go to private school and gives them the advantages of private school, smaller Mm. class sizes, more teacher interaction, and they have an incredibly high college attendance rate. So there are benefits to charter schools. I want to get that out of the way now. Not all charter schools are evil. There are benefits. No, but, but that last one does sound like the setup for a real life Hunger Games situation. No, I mean it's it's lottery based, so it's random. Well, you know what else was lottery based? The Powerball. No, she volunteered tribute. <laughs> oh, the Powerball. <laughs> the Powerball, which um, they don't talk about. Eventually, we'll have enough lottery winners that we send them to an island to fight to the death. Wow. The yep. real kicker is though that you only get to keep what each one of them still has, which is about eighteen dollars total. Lottery yeah. winners are famously not great with their money. True, true, true. So there are good charter schools, as I mentioned, but with Waldorf schools now kind of getting into the charter school game, now we've got a bit of a challenge because these schools absolutely appeal to a parent who can't afford a private school but wants their child to have private school amenities particularly if you have an artistic child. Let's say that you have a kid who's great at painting or singing or dancing or any of those things and you can't afford the arts magnet or the private dance school or the private anything, but there is a Waldorf charter school where they can get a lot of that same experience locally and cheaply. And you probably don't know about Rudolf Steiner because they're not necessarily upfront about it. It's very, very easy for parents to kind of get sucked in by what the perceived benefits of that school are in exchange for trying to do better for their children. So I understand the motivation there. I just want people to have all the facts when they make those decisions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm willing to send any kids I do have to a Waldorf charter school. And as I've understood <laughs> completely. As a parent, I'm very willing okay. to get sucked in. Great. Uh, then I have to tell you one oh, more no. thing. Um, because I don't know if you remember Steiner's beliefs on medicine from last week. Uh, but they hated vaccines. Oh no! <laughs> Get him, Rudolph. That- Get they ass. Yep. Uh, Waldorf schools have lower vaccination rates than almost all other schools for all diseases, not just COVID. Which means mm. that if you, as a parent, don't know the ideology behind the school that your kid is going to, you could unknowingly be putting them in danger. Whooping cough can still kill somebody. So can chickenpox, oddly enough. Like measles. Mm. All of those can kill your kid. A well balanced. Or at least blade. make them super sick. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, a spear. Um <laughs> large mouse traps. Yeah, well fired arrow. Uh <laughs> one of those fast and furious cards if they're not paying attention to where they're going. Yeah. A big rock. Yeah. An unfocused juggler. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Unfocused juggler sounds like the second place for the triple crown. <laughs> <laughs> And American Pharaoh and... passing by, unfocused juggler, and that is gonna be it, folks. <laughs> Enjoy your strawberries and cream, and uh... tune in later to watch a horse fuck another horse. <laughs> All right, an American classic. <laughs> Ironically, American classic came in third. Yes. <laughs> 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 uh... That's going to end our our series on (laughs) Waldorf schools. Again, lots of other stuff going on. Google it. I'm going to say that it all comes down to this. Know what's going on at your kid's school. Ask questions about their accreditation and their curriculum and get involved in their school if you can. And don't get stuck in a position where in trying to do the best for your child, you've put them in a position that impacts their future growth or could literally put them in danger. And vax up, mask up if you can. Yeah. Don't be yeah. a racist. Hey, I know this is very controversial opinion, but uh, I just want to say, if you can, don't be racist. If you have oh, to, though. Yeah. No, I take no, 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 no. I can't see a time in which that'd be necessary. I'm having trouble understanding him because he's not dancing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need you to don't. dance you need to and teach make me. atonal sounds. Be racist. Don't, don't be racist. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. Don't don't be racist. It's skipping a frame so you're appearing closer to your camera like very suddenly. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be racist. No, no. Don't be racist. Black God. I'm not. I swear. (laughs) I don't see color. (laughs) She's just tearing down a bunch of posters. Of what? I don't know. Nazi flags. I'm racist. Nazi Nazi flags. And it just says I'm racist in in impact font. Crumpling one that says white is right. Yeah. yeah, I'm putting up a green book poster. (laughs) But just the first half. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. I want to go around the horn real quick. Just as a fun little game that we can play. What if you if you had a chance mm-hmm. to name a racing horse, what would you name it? What would be <laughs> What would you name it? Mine uh Can can we do it in like a format though? Like when we say it like so and so being passed by X, yeah. our horse race. Of course. Sorry, our horse name. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. unfocused juggler being post passed by, and then we can yeah. say ours. I'll start us off. Mine actually yeah. is a. Uh, uh, it is an inside joke between me and Charlotte, but it's quickly become something that I think would be, honestly, an award winning horse. So. Uh, in the lead here, we have Unfocused Juggler being passed by the late, great James Gandolfini. That's really good. That's really I could good. See, I could see somebody losing their mortgage payment on the late, great James Gandolfini. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a gambling of uh, quite a theme in this premise. Yeah. So I think it's fitting. Uh, I, I think I got one. Mm-hmm. And Unfocused Juggler being passed on the left by Jockey Fucked by Horse. <laughs> That's not the name of the horse. What do you mean you don't want to get out there and race him? No, I just, it's demeaning. You know, I just, I don't, I could race another horse. And it's like, well, this is good money. And it's like, yeah, I just, do I have to say it? Yeah. What my problem is with this horse? (laughs) And then it's it's three feet away and it goes. (laughs) The only horse with a jockey on top and underneath it. (laughs) I oh man, the best one I've ever heard was a horse named Hoof Hearted. <laughs> Hoof Hearted. Hoof Hearted. Very good. Like like oh, Hoof Hearted. Yeah, Hoof Hearted. That's really good. Um You know that there's really just good. an embarrassed horse owner that's like, I meant it like half hearted. God damn it. Um, my brain is fried, and the only thing I can come up with is unfocused juggler being passed on the right by Klopp Ramen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, this is oh, hoof hearted heading up the game. rear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this episode. Hoof hearted really stinking up the track. <laughs> This episode is brought to you just like every episode is by uh, the, the Triple Crown. You know, it happens. Okay. Yeah, they don't normally sponsor really anything. Actually, they're more of the type to have sponsors. But in a in a very huge upset, they have decided to sponsor one podcast and one podcast only, and that is ours. Uh, we are also sponsored by our amazing, wonderful Patreon donors. Beep, beep, beep. You're supposed to make an air horn noise. Do you want me to do yeah, something now? Yeah, you could do that. Oh. There you go. Charlotte just earned one of your dollars, Patreon member. <laughs> Who farted? Coming in. Uh, you can go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash cult podcast. If you are a uh, subscriber or a donor at the $25 level, please go and check your email. There is a an updated link on how to get the uh, t-shirt that we owe you. We have not forgot about you, and we love all of you so much. Thank you so much, and thank you for putting up with a very long delay that is now thankfully coming to an end. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash cult podcast. Go check out the wonderful tiers and rewards we have there. Uh, also, if you're looking for a new place to listen to the show, go to rooster teeth and rooster teeth, bringing it up in the rear. <laughs> Followed by cock bite. <laughs> coming up. Uh, rooster teeth. And followed from behind by Bernie's castle. <laughs> oh (laughs) i have several horse names i I don't want to say on the air but uh no do them do them do them no please don't i think i have (laughs) Have, an idea have danny bleep them but i want to know go to rooster maybe off air go to roosterteeth.com you can also download the app on your amazon fire stick roku television your mobile device your xbox or the cell phone of a jockey yeah that's right you can just steal a jockey's cell phone they're very easy to rob 
Uh, yeah, they're very short. Yeah, and they're always yeah. on a horse. So, you know, just go find out where they put their bag, steal from them. That's a cult podcast guarantee. You can always steal from a jockey. Anyway, go to Rooster Teeth. <laughs> check out the wonderful shows they have there, including ours, and shows like Can't Betrayal, where you can see Charlotte win it all. Ooh. That's right. She's uh, the final uh, winner. Monday, I, I just... Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like mislead I haven't episodes? watched any of the episodes, but have I you... guarantee you that Charlotte wins or else I will get fucked by a horse. Roosterteeth.com. <laughs> uh, and bringing up the rear, the very, very rear is Mondo <laughs> fucked by horse. <laughs> and that's just the name of the horse that's fucking me. Uh, Roosterteeth.com. <laughs> fantastic place to be. <laughs> Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte yes, McGrath. Yes. Thank you. So- under, 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 under. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can the people find you? Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun, and I learned something which I actively yeah. avoid <laughs> in uh day to in my day to day. Thank uh, you, everyone, for sitting through a yeah. lot of information. I can about attest schools. to that, by the way. Thank you, every time for putting up with every it. time we're yeah. on the podcast and I'm trying to tell her about a news story, she goes, "Wait, is this real information?" La 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 la. <laughs> yeah, I put, and I do put my fingers to my temples. <laughs> yeah, I tried to put them in my ear, but I'm wearing headphones. You're wearing headphones. Yeah, you can find me at mc underscore lotta l o t t a on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I think I think I got some other. <laughs> I think it's the username's locked down across different platforms, but you can't really follow me on other ones. Anyway, uh, Reddit, that one, that one too. I don't go there. I don't like it there, but I have it. Um, yeah, you can find me there. You can find me on Funhouse, uh, YouTube channel. You can find me on What a Show on Twitch or Mom's Home, wherever you stream music. Got a new single out that Mondo mixed. Yeah. So listen to it. I said on a different podcast, people should listen to it and jack off to it. I regret that. <laughs> I don't want that to you be... You can't control what we're going to do. I don't want that to be attached to it. So I would say uh, jack off to a more established artist. Yeah. You too. Mm. Foo Fighters. Mm. Maroon Ed 5. Ed Sheeran. Maroon 5. Panic at the Disco. Lend them your splid. <laughs> Fugees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Death Cab. Death Cab for coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say, you know what? I say go jerk off to it. I say fuck whatever Charlotte's saying. It's the jerk off jam of the late just summer. Just don't just don't tell me. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to know. I do. Tell mine. Yeah, though. tell me. Send me your cum. <laughs> uh yeah mom's home is a great name and I can't I won't which is the the name of the single that's, uh, that has come out at this point is so yes. very 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 good. And go listen to it, please. It's so good. She works so thank hard you, on it, and it's such much. a beautiful song. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that's the name of the last horse. She's <laughs> like eight thank yous. <laughs> and coming up, we got thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank thank you, you so you. much. Thank you. That's the name of the horse. Honestly, good horse name. I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> that's pretty yes. good. Yes. And disqualified, I jerked off to this. <laughs> For being an ass. <laughs> That's right. It's an actual donkey. Don't know how that slipped past our doctors. Oh, wait. They went to a Waldorf school. <laughs> also, the, br- the blood flows freely, just like the cum. Uh, <laughs> the heartless your donkey. Your body is your blood ball, if you want to think of it that way. <laughs> 
Hey, if you want to find me on the internet, it's very easy. You can go to Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all those fun things. Uh, I am there at Mondo Does Stuff, M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff. Uh, you can also watch me on Funhouse. Charlotte and I do the Funhouse podcast, which streams live on uh, on Tuesdays on RTTV and then goes up everywhere else on Thursdays. Real fun show. Really enjoying doing it with Charlotte and the rest of the gang, including Jacob Fullerton and others. <laughs> Maybe it's James Wilms. Maybe it's Patrick Brown. Maybe it's Big Bird. Maybe. Stay tuned for a, a truly epic HBO Max crossover. Event. I hear we're going to get Barack Obama on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say about Barack today? Just... Oh, I said that <laughs> that if he posted lewd content on OnlyFans, they wouldn't enforce no, the rules. No, no, no. They would just let him get away with it. Uh, yeah. Go find me there. Also, this weekend, I will be in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I believe on Friday, I will be in Oregon, uh, either in Portland or, oof, I want to say Salem, maybe. I don't know. Go check my social media. But I'm going to be in Oregon, Washington, and Northern California this weekend. Go check it out. Thank you. I love you. Goodbye. Mwah. Hey, uh, it's me, Paige, bringing up the rear. Um, if you jerked off to my vampire erotica, I don't want to know about it. Please but I do. Tell Armando about it. Yeah, I'll call And he'll break the news to me in a calm way. Yeah. You know what? In a calm <laughs> for this, way. For the next month, if you even nut once, I have to hear about it. Armando, no. Is this is no. this ask directly tied to the fact that I've had three white claws during this recording? Maybe. <laughs> yes. Yes. Friends, we Romans, countrymen, lend me your cum. Lend me your jizz. <laughs> lend me your. Lend me your oh. seed. Uh, so wow. yeah, don't tell me about it. Uh, also, this coming weekend, the third <laughs> and fourth, I will be in San Diego at the Madhouse doing comedy uh so if you want to come see me you can get tickets on their website i will also be posting on social media um i think don't drink anything you find at a waldorf cafeteria because i don't want to know what they've interpreted it's just as measles Oof. in a glass yeah it's just you know liquid measles and if you want to follow us on instagram you can at cult podcast or on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show. Uh, send us an email, the Colt Podcast Show at gmail.com. And if you want to send us measles, don't. Don't do that. Coward. But if you do, send them to 3756 <laughs> West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237. Like the Shining. Like the Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. And don't drink out of the same cup as unvaccinated people. COVID's not fun. <laughs> no, it is not. And don't drink the Kool Aid. Bye. 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 Uh, boy, boy, boy.